0: In last week's episode, I had such a great time because I introduced my wife, who's also a VP of our company, and very few people know what her role is. Uh, I seem to be in the forefront, but everything that this company is about really is driven by Thea. So welcome to the show today, Thea.
1: Thanks. I'm super psyched to be back.
0: So I've got all this experience in running restaurants and being an operational entrepreneur that's created these concepts and I, when we sold our restaurants years ago, I wanted to continue helping people because I have a passion for this business. But you had this vision about how we could go beyond just the local market where I was doing some consulting and really reach people on a global level. And your vision has has come true. I mean, we have customers in 23 countries and At least. Kind of, it
1: might be more than that now. All right. Well, I haven't checked in a while.
0: <laughs> your ideas sort of made that happen. So tell us about that vision and how we're now helping people all over the place.
1: Well, I just remember thinking when the restaurant sold, obviously you wanted to continue using your knowledge and help other people. And I remember thinking we could just sort of travel around and help other people, but we could help a lot more people globally and have a really expansive business that also wasn't so heavy on your personal time. Right. Because, I mean, you only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's super important to us is family time and travel and we knew we could incorporate the business into that but I just remember thinking I think we can turn this into a global expansive business and help restaurateurs all over the world staff members all over the world I sort of set that intention and then we put everything into place and yeah we're now in I'll have to look and see exactly how many countries but that is super exciting I mean for a while we had the big map up with the pins in it and um (laughs) that's not up now I will have to look yeah I think it's really exciting. I mean, I think you still love working one-on-one I when do. you have time do. to do that.
0: But you've got the tech skill set that allowed us to translate all this to a global audience via the web. So
1: yeah, that's well, it the... took a little help. Well. <laughs> it wasn't just me. And it continues to take a lot of help from our team members. But yeah, we're always learning and expanding. And it, and it's great to stick to the roots of the one-on-one
0: and stay in touch with what's happening in, in the restaurant people. world with real live operators today, which I continue to do. And, and I so enjoy that. Right. But also to reach out to customers that are reaching out to us all over the world with questions or either virtual consulting which i do i mean we have a customer in dubai and we have one in Kathmandu, and it's like i'm consulting these people and it's just a ton of fun and we're working with a a fast-growing franchise as well so everything that we're doing is all about just translating the passion that we both have for this business and helping other operators just take their success to the next level or even start a restaurant from scratch so that's what we do together and that's why i'm really happy to have you on the podcast Which takes us into tomorrow, which is a big deal. It's Valentine's Day. It's special for us. And we have plans to go out. And we're still sort of debating exactly what we're looking for in an experience.
1: I know. I think so. You can go, obviously, the traditional candlelight dinner, Valentine sort of thing. So we really gave that some thought this morning about how much time we had and what kind of an experience we wanted. So I think we're leaning towards a wine bar with maybe some soft music type experience. And the place that we're thinking of going, we've been to before and have had mixed experience is that so we're really hoping that the service will be better i've been there and had the service not so great and i've been there and had the music too loud for the space so i'm that's sort of intuitively what popped into my mind as the kind of valentine's is that
0: the old space or the new space, the new space.
1: yeah they moved the new space. so i'm hoping right, right. the space helps which I think happens all the time Right. for good or bad when restaurants expand or leases are up or whatnot, they change spaces and sometimes it's awesome. And sometimes, you know, you miss that old space, but this is a new space. It's bigger, hope that it will be better. And maybe they have some new staff members. And so anyway, I just, I don't know if that was the kind of, what do you think? You well, on board with that?
0: yeah, I mean, it's about three things, service, ambiance and the food and drink, And I've always believed that the service is the key component because you really want to be treated special. It's a special night out for us and we want to have this perfect evening. And the staff that we interact with are going to impact that and either make it great or make it ordinary. Right. And you know, I'm biased because I, I believe that dining experiences should be extraordinary. So I'm looking for a really personable, attentive staff that sort of take us through the whole experience and make some suggestions because the food's important too. Not that right. we want to have heavy entrees or, or meals, but you know, just a tapas menu with a couple, you know, a glass of wine or two would be just perfect for right. our value. For the amount of time Day.
1: that we have. And right? yeah. Yeah. And
0: it brings to mind that the chemistry of the staff and the culture of the restaurant are really paramount because I believe that the staff are the cornerstone of your business. And unfortunately, and this is so sad for me to say, and that's why we're trying to help and change restaurants one at a time, no matter where they happen to be, here in America or overseas or whatever. But we eat out so frequently and it could be anywhere across the country. And unfortunately, Nine times out of 10, we're still getting that ordinary order taker experience versus the personality and the education, the information and the entertainment, which is kind of the magic Mm -hmm. three. You know, you, you put those three things together. Educating, informing and entertaining your customer is important because I've always believed that this business is show business. It's about entertainment. And, you know, people select restaurants for a variety of reasons. Maybe they drove by, maybe they heard about it or they saw an ad in the paper, but they don't know the first thing about what makes your place special. So it's really up to you to train your staff to not only know the menu inside and out, but to know the absolute what makes your restaurant tick, what's special about it. So that's what we're looking for, I think.
1: And I think we've been to wine bars where they didn't make Mm -hmm. any suggestions. Oh yeah. And I'm thinking how can you run a wine bar for the wine for the right? wine I know. and not have a single suggestion because maybe What are you in the
0: mood for? What
1: yeah exactly. Do you like red?
0: Do you like white? Uh, What are you gonna have for food? This pairs great with that. Uh, This is my favorite wine. You're absolutely right. Order takers, they leave so much opportunity on the table. They leave the experience of the customers to choice. It's all about impressions. Every single impression in any restaurant counts. And I don't wanna specifically pigeonhole restaurants because we could be talking about food trucks where it's the counter service, And you could be making recommendations over the counter, what's popular, what's special, what your customers really appreciate. This might be your very first visit to this food truck or this restaurant or this diner or whatever. And it's really up to the staff to educate, inform, and entertain every customer. And that to me, translates into a paramount dining experience no matter where it happens to be.
1: Well, one of our kids' favorite restaurants is a fast casual Mexican restaurant. They also have a food truck, which is often out and about. And they have the same experience. The food is fantastic. They do both well. And it's literally
0: one of of our favorite places. every time. It's got a great Mm -hmm. vibe. You walk in the door. They have Mexican cuisine. They have Peruvian cuisine. And you just feel like you're part of that vibe. And the staff are authentic. And they treat you as if... We're so happy to serve you our food because we know you're really going to enjoy it and we're so pleased that you chose our place. And you walk in the right. door and there might be a line out the door and they treat every single person as if they're the only customer in the place and that is a powerful form. Right. And then they go out, like you say, in the community and now they've got the food truck at every single community event. They are there and they are a brand. And it's almost, I think right? it's
1: everyone's favorite. Oh yeah, we love it.
0: You know, yeah. and they have Taco Tuesdays and they have margaritas and they have, and the kids love the, the burritos, Izzy sodas. And, yeah, oh, yeah. We go there. Anyway. Well, that's that's why high. we go there a lot.
1: That's We're not going there t-
0: tomorrow. No, night. we're not. But, <laughs> but it's a family staple, but primarily because of those three things. The food is great. The service is amazing and it's consistent. They make you feel special. And the vibe of the place just takes you away from your everyday reality and, and just gives you a special evening out. And that's why we love it.
1: And anybody could duplicate that with any kind any, of food. Any concept. Like that just correct. that concept happens to be what it is, but they like that. So, yeah.
0: so another thing that strikes me, Thea, is... You know, I've worked in a lot of different jobs before I started restaurants. I was in the advertising business, and I worked in banks. I did so many different things. And it just strikes me that, yes, there are cliques and there are friendships in in any kind of company or business, but it's something about interacting with the ultimate customer that sort of enlivens and fires up the staff and just creates this dynamic chemistry where the customer just feels the spirit. And it takes so much, it takes a combination of, well, it's, it's three things. It's empowering the staff to think like an owner and to put themselves in the customer's shoes in order to experience what the customer is going to experience. And seeing things that are broken before the customer sees them, a wobbly table, that sort of thing. And then it's that balance with personality where you want everyone to be really sort of a person, a personality, you know, a unique person and, and authentic. And then you want structured training that brings all three of those things together. And that's what builds what I call this culture of hospitality, family, and fun, where fun is important and everyone feeling like family. The customers feel like family, the staff feel like family, and then the hospitality part is just that key idea that just turns everybody on. And you either have hospitality present in your restaurant or your food truck, your operation, or it's absent.
1: Exactly. All the,
0: all those things are so important. And
1: I think you, some places, you know, have nailed certain parts of that, but they don't have all of it. Not this, the whole equation. This last weekend, I had a girls weekend away and we had a real mixed bag of experiences and we had very pleasant order takers who took our order and they brought our food, but didn't make any suggestions, didn't make it super fun for us, didn't make it, um, you know, we didn't try any specific dishes because they recommended them. That was sort of an ordinary experience. And then we did a pub crawl one night and the leader of the pub, all sort of the organized, his whole goal was that everybody have fun. I mean, he was such a dynamic personality. You could tell he so authentically cared that everyone was having a great time. All of the places we went along the line, the staff members didn't have that same attitude. And even the last place that we went where everyone was dancing and things, you could tell the DJ didn't even have that. He, you know, you've been to places where we've had a ton of fun in five-star restaurants and we've had a ton of fun in dive bars. You can go out for karaoke, like any number of things. The biggest thing is, are the staff members trying to give the customer the best experience, whatever that is. And in this particular instance, they weren't. And it was such a super bummer because the poor guy that was leading, you know, the pub crawl had that in mind and really was trying to make sure everyone had fun. And then he's up against going into, you know, a couple of the establishments where you could tell the staff didn't really care. It's a letdown. They're like, okay, they're Mm. all here. We're going to make a bunch of money. People are going to buy a lot of drinks and things. But they weren't. Going
0: through the motions. Yeah,
1: they were just going through the motions and it was a bummer.
0: They're either engaged. Your staff are either engaged or they're disengaged. Which sort of leads me to this concept of every business, every restaurant, every hospitality operation has an A team, a B team, and a C team. And the C team are just there for the wrong reasons. Those people that are just taking up space for a paycheck, and they're negatively impacting every customer's experience. And two, they're bringing down the morale of the good staff. So you got to get rid of them immediately and focus on having A's and B's. Now, you're talking about the A player. The leader of your group was clearly a take-charge A Mm -hmm. player that really cared about showing everybody a great time. And he was doing his best even though he was running up against these C players at all these places you went to. And then there are your B's where they've got great promise and they show with just a little bit of polish and a little bit of shadowing of the A team, they're gonna be great. And then pretty soon all you have are A players. And that is the foundation for this hospitality, family, and fun culture. So you gotta get rid of the C's and you just gotta focus on building your A's and B's and that does two things. It lowers your turnover, it increases and enhances the customer's experience and it also increases the check average. And all those things, that's such a powerful idea, right? the A's and the B's and how they impact your business versus detract from your business.
1: And Especially think, in
0: this age of online reviews and social media. Oh,
1: for sure. And I think the training, you hit the nail yes. on the head. Training is such a big thing because some of those staff members may have just been overwhelmed by the sheer number of customers that they were getting all at once. And the difference between somebody embracing that and being able to take it to the next level and them being overwhelmed and a little in the weeds is just mm-hmm. training. They're either trained to handle whatever comes their way with a smile and enthusiasm or it's a little out of their comfort level and then they completely just shut off and they're on automatic mode and they can't give that extra special service because they're too overwhelmed. So I don't know what the situation there was, but we've certainly been to places where someone holds a little promise and seems great and then they, as soon as they get in the weeds their entire personality shuts off. So I think that goes back to training and teamwork because if you, ha- if you have someone that's in the weeds and you can help them out, you can pull them out and enhances the experience for everybody. But if someone is trained and you just did a video about this um, that we released on Facebook where you were talking about bingo and that mm-hmm. is one of the right. trainings that I think is super helpful whether you're an A team member or a B team member. It's just super helpful in focusing. Okay, what are we doing tonight? So maybe you want to share... I wanna talk
0: about bingo, but I'd like to start with the beginnings. Before you can have these contests and incentives, you mentioned a second ago, how do you keep people out of the weeds? And clearly training is part of that, but it's all in the foundational start to every meal. And you either control your tables, by taking charge through your personality so that the next time you approach the table, your customers can't wait to see and hear what you're going to do and say next versus being controlled where you have those timid people that they kind of hover around the table and they feel like they're bothering the customer because they haven't even looked at the menu yet and they're just sitting there and the whole experience isn't even getting off the ground. Right. So it's all in the training so that these people, they have those unique... We used to have people that even juggled at tables and told jokes, but they caught the attention right off the bat, upon the first introduction, and then they held people's attention and interest by virtue of their entertainment and showmanship and education and information. Those things were important. And then sales rose, the customers had a better experience, because you know, those timid people, they're losing money. They're not giving great experiences. So that's the foundation. So the training really focuses on taking control. And now we move into these contests but and incentives. just
1: to go back, last weekend was a good experience. And we've yeah. had it certainly a number of times where somebody isn't taking control of the situation. But the the customers, like you and I, or like my girlfriends and I this last weekend, we're just having a really good time. We're catching up with each other. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Or we're talking about what happened last night the balance. Or, or whatnot. And if someone is not going to take control of that, the orders aren't going to get taken. Oh, Nothing yeah. is going to be happening. And then pretty soon, people are frustrated. People are telling stories, but then they're like, I'm starving. Like, where's the right, food? Where's right. the server? What you, you know, or whatnot. Sure. And the reality is we can talk, we're going to be talking all night long. So they may as well interrupt, take control, take command. Right. Um, and now you're turning you know, your tables. G- they're really guiding us. They're yes. being sort of our guide <laughs> through the dinner.
0: Well, that's the magical al- journey part. Yeah.
1: And right. letting us just have our journey
0: telling people everything that's great and what they're going to enjoy and then the customers can order and take the suggestions and and all those great things happen. Okay, so let's move on to bingo. Right. So bingo is this really, really powerful idea and it's exactly what you think it is because it starts with a bingo card. But you create your own bingo cards and they're actually bigger than a standard card. It's an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and you can create these on the computer or however you choose to do it. But just like in a normal bingo game, it's up, it's down, it's sideways, it's vertically, it's horizontally, it's however you you fill this bingo card and now your staff go out there trying to sell things that you most want to sell and you most want to turn your customers onto. So every single square on the bingo card contains your most profitable items, or those items that are signature items for the house that you really want to introduce all your customers to. Maybe it's something that's perishable that you want to move. Maybe you brought in fish that week and it didn't really sell as fast as you thought it should. That should go on the bingo game. Maybe it's off-the-menu specials, whatever it is, coffee drinks, every single square has a different item of things that you most wanna sell. And then you turn your staff loose and you say, okay, we're having a contest tonight, and the first person to get bingo, by selling up, down, sideways, backwards, however it works, gets a bingo, and then you reward them with a great prize. And, and the ROI is there because the sales go through the roof, the staff have fun, the customers have fun, you move the merchandise and everybody wins and it is just tons of fun. And it's very simple to do but the staff love it because yeah, it's, it's interactive and it's fun and it gives them a real purpose to go out there and it's just a healthy competition, that's bingo.
1: I think it's one of, it was for sure, it's one of the more, more popular um, pre-shift exercises because it does bring the whole team together, they get a little bit competitive with each other and it helps people right. focus, If someone's struggling selling appetizers or wine and you make that the focus, now they're not trying to remember everything when they approach, the. especially some of the newer staff members or whether you're in fast casual or full service. When you first start, you're trying to remember a lot. So if you give them this focused bingo and it changes as you play it throughout Mm -hmm. the year or whatnot, it gives them something very specific to practice, to sell, to talk about, to explain whether it's the ingredients or the kind of wine or whatever that is, and then pretty soon, they're doing that often enough that now they're super comfortable with it. Yes. So I I really think it's one of the more powerful pre-shift exercises that any store or restaurant can do.
0: It's about conditioned behavior where you want this approach to the table or over the counter to be consistent and every table every time, every customer every time where you want to provide a consistent experience and you're telling them everything that's great about your place and and it gives you an edge, it's a competitive advantage over the guy down the street, you know? It's a fun interactive way that you can train your staff that ultimately impacts the guest experience and it like I said, it's a win-win.
1: Right. Yeah, it's one of our favorites. And we just posted it on Facebook, on the Restaurant Roger's Facebook page. So if you want to go watch Roger's video on that, it will be there and it will be on YouTube too.
0: So spirit, that word, everyone knows what spirit and soul is. And we all know those great restaurants that are just humming on all cylinders. And you walk in the door and you can tell that the customers are having a ball, the staff are having a ball, and, you know, the cash registers ringing and it's just a very festive night. Every night feels like it's a special event. And that all comes from spirit and and chemistry. And it's so interesting because that is such a powerful formula. I, I used to call it capturing lightning in a bottle. I still do. You know That's one of my catchphrases. And what that means is your staff are having more fun and making more money while the customers are having more fun and spending more money. And that is just that And posting huge,
1: more reviews. There you go. <laughs> and, and let's
0: not forget because, yeah, the online reviews and the social media thing but that also brings when the staff are having so much fun and they feel like they they have such a belonging to your place then they're posting all the fun they're right. having
1: on social like, media hey, and they're come taking see selfies me. while yeah. they're walking
0: through the dining room with their trays you know and then they're posting that on social media
1: or it's the coffee place to be, or, you know, I'm... It's
0: about affinity. Barista
1: Tuesday morning, come in and see me. It's so amazing when, I mean, Mm -hmm. what awesome um, marketing when your staff are offering free marketing for you, right? It's perfect. It's free, and you can tell they're having a great time.
0: Okay, so now your staff are brand builders for your business, and your customers are brand builders for your business, and that is a way powerful combination. When those two come together... It's like and that's free marketing. It's the It's place. not costing you anything. It's not buying a TV commercial that costs ten thousand bucks and you don't know if, if it's gonna work or if you're gonna get an ROI. You're guaranteed to get an ROI when your customers are singing your praises and your staff are doing the same thing and your staff are making friends for your place, your food truck, your restaurant, your coffee shop, whatever it is, every single day of the week.
1: Super powerful. Right. There's nothing more powerful than your that. place to be the place people want to work and the place customers want to go to and where your staff wants to go when they're not working.
0: So all this has to start from the top and now we're talking about leadership style. And I've always believed that in order to create this chemistry, this spirit, you have to be the ringleader and lead by example and demonstrate how things are done. And not to be too important, like you're the MC of the whole show, but you're also not too important to clean a window, bust a table, pick up a piece of paper on the floor before the guest sees it. And then your staff see you doing it, so of course it's going to catch on and they're going to do it. And that's the empowerment part no one's too important it's all part of the team teamwork and respect and, and the that, way you
1: interact with your customers because true. i think that's super that, important that rubs off too Yeah. when they see owners or managers out talking to the staff talking to the customers checking in
0: right right
1: that makes all the difference
0: well that was a you know that was something that that i sort of expected of my management team as well as myself the back office is not your office the floor and everywhere that the customer sees and experiences is your office right. that's where the action happens that's where that's where yeah that's where you impact the most people and everyone should have this kind of experience with the customer that's what's memorable. You <laughs> but know? be
1: careful because we did have one Valentine's Day oh, yeah. where oh, an owner sat down. I mean, we went to this restaurant quite a bit, but yes. you have to know, you know, check in and there's certainly times where we would sit down and have friends in or you would be invited to sit and join someone for dinner and most of the time that's awesome. But if it's Valentine's Day or a special holiday and anniversary or something, we had an owner sit down and literally join us for our Valentine's Day dinner, which was so awkward.
0: And they weren't eating anything. They were just sitting <laughs> there talking to us while we had our Valentine's Day dinner and she stayed there for at least 40 minutes yeah, I couldn't we was, looked at each other like is this really happening I
1: mean we loved we always loved having her check in and obviously it feels great that a quick recognition and a check-in and right. how are you good to see you thanks for coming in but she literally stayed for our entire meal yeah. it was yeah that was Don't really that, happen Don't in your, that happen let that happen your
0: place yeah that's crazy
1: although you would I mean I think you built some amazing relationships. With customers who became great friends um, who you end up dining with all the time
0: well yeah I mean that it's interesting because I wanted to talk about recognition and rewards of the staff but we also recognized and we, we rewarded our customers yeah. through a variety of ways uh-huh. so We had so much, it was about relationship building. We were building relationships with our staff because they were giving impressions every day and we were building relationships with our customers because we wanted everyone to feel special and like they belonged there.
1: Why don't you give an example of each? What was one of the top ways you rewarded staff members? Okay,
0: so staff members were recognized every week on a Saturday night. I would call the whole team together before the doors opened at 5 p.m. There'd probably be 30 people standing around in a circle in the kitchen, and either a manager uh, recognized someone during the week, or I saw someone, and it was all about making a difference. How did these two people make a difference, either in a customer's experience or helped out a team member? And really, the show must go on. And whether you know the bus boy tripped in the kitchen and you know spilled a whole bus bucket full of dishes and they all broke and someone jumped in and picked up the mess with that person so that the show must go on something like that it was about recognition so no one knew who was going to be picked because it was a complete surprise and at first it might have been a little embarrassing to be recognized but once people got into this program they really looked forward to Saturday night because it set the stage for the whole rest of the evening and it just lit everybody up and fired them up to go out there and just dazzle the customer so what we did was I would recognize these people and I would just give a short little, this is what this person did that made a difference. And then everyone would clap and I would hand that person a $20 bill and a can of Red Bull. And that was called difference dollars. And then we'd put their name on the the employee wall and we'd say, this is, this person won this week and this is what they did that made a difference. And just that recognition and that praise and that feeling that they made a difference and that they were appreciated for their contribution. And it had nothing to do with the money. You know, it was all about...
1: Being wow, recognized. Right? Yeah. So that's
0: the staff side of things.
1: And I th- so I think when you go in, yeah. imagine a staff member's going in and the two things on their mind, if you pair those two together, they're going in with a clear focus, mm-hmm. say, of bingo, of what they're talking about and what they're selling. And they're also going into the shift with the mindset of what can I do to be helpful?
0: Absolutely. Because they know
1: there's different dollars coming right, at right. some point. So the whole focus is how can I be helpful?
0: Yeah, it raised, it just elevated the whole spirit, that culture of hospitality, family, and fun, teamwork, respect, all those things. It just went up 10 notches. And it was such a simple program. Anyone can do this in any type of enterprise. And it doesn't matter if you're the barista or if you're making food in the back or you're working the counter or you're serving food over the food truck counter or it's a full-serve restaurant you can do this anywhere so that was
1: the staff recognition what about customer rewards how did you reward your best customers
0: well that was really exciting because we wanted everyone to feel like they belong to our place and one of the ways any place can do if you've got a modern point-of-sale system They have an affinity rewards component where you pass out affinity cards to your best customers. And every time they spend money in your place, when you swipe their card, you can randomly award a prize. And we did that quite frequently. But these cards also track spending habits. And at the end of every season, we rewarded our best customers, our highest spenders, with a custom bar stool that had their name carved in the top. It was a beautiful hardwood bar stool top with their name and their mug club number carved in it and then a real substantive metal base really contemporary made by a local artisan and boy if that wasn't a huge hit yeah, and this created awesome. such a buzz in the marketplace everyone wanted to it's that Cheers formula. People want to go where everyone knows their name and that's the recognition part.
1: Right, and you and can do it with that's where the social media I mean, and the online
0: stuff happens.
1: You can do it with the affinity cards. You can also do it with the coffee punch cards right. and different things mm-hmm. like that. But I think there's so many creative ways to do it now.
0: Remember we used to go to that place in Boston and they had at the end of the meal, they'd come yep. to the table.
1: They would and, shake that the jar, and I, I feel like it had wood something in it. Yeah,
0: they were wooden, like uh, wooden dice. Pellets or I dice. Think. Yeah. And it had a star on it, or it had some little marking. And if you know, they shook the dice, and then they rolled it on the first one that came out on the table. If it's it had a if star it, or something, yeah. you won your meal for your meal free. Was free. But every time, you know, before you paid the check, it's like they'd roll the dice and people would win and it was just super, super fun.
1: And that sort of increases your odds. You're thinking, well, where do I want to go for dinner? Maybe somewhere where I might get my meal for free?
0: Yes. Well, we won a, we won a meal once, so it right. did actually happen to us. And we went back frequently and we only won once, but we saw other people win while we and were dining. And it was just,
1: it was part of the show. Like everybody couldn't go. wait for that to come out. Right. It's, you know, there's so many of those little the hooks, hooks that, that are just soup that make a place super exciting
0: the birthday candles come to mind Remember yeah. how much fun the birthday mm-hmm. candles are yeah and and the whole dining room would erupt in applause because these these birthday candles would shoot a shower of sparks like three feet off the dessert and it would last for about 20 seconds and you'd come to the table and everyone would look it would capture your attention it would be a birthday or a special occasion and you could see it from oh, across
1: the room you in could fact, that I was cool I took one the other night to oh, a restaurant That I knew wouldn't have them yes. for a friend's birthday awesome and you put can like that it. In, and it made a show across the whole restaurant oh, man. even though it's a so spectacle. it was sort of yeah free free entertaining for their customers that right. night it wasn't their deal but maybe now they will do that but it made a statement i mean and it would like the whole table had fun and the gal whose you know birthday it was was blown away. So it was and just they're perfectly fun. safe, but it creates yeah.
0: such a spectacular. It looks splash. Like, yeah, a and that's a hook. Show. You know, that's a that's what sets your place apart. You Got it. Sure. You can't have too many of those ideas and hooks.
1: Right. So rewarding the staff members, rewarding mm-hmm. the customers, making it a show, offering entertainment. I think all of that goes into how we decide where to go. You know, our favorite places, and those are all the things that came to mind as we thought about where we wanted to go for Valentine's Day.
0: And it's what every owner and manager of any type of enterprise, hospitality related, needs to think about. Because you want every single customer to think, this is my place, I have this feeling of belonging, and I want to tell everybody I know. And that's where the staff are having more fun, the customers are having more fun, and it's just this super powerful formula.
1: And I think that in the age of online reviews, People are very quick to post negative reviews, right? If something goes wrong, they are on there telling everybody about it. I think people are as called to online reviews if, it's just a really positive experience right. as they are if they're like have a grudge and they have something to say. But if you truly make it this amazing experience, I feel like they can't help but do that.
0: And that's where the empowerment comes in because your goal is not to ha- give anyone a reason to not have an amazing experience. And let's face it, the human error element will always be in every restaurant because we're serving sometimes hundreds of people a day yep. in our operation, food truck or whatever. You know, you might serve 100 or 200 people and it's impossible for everything thing to go perfect but it's all in the approach of the staff and how the situation is handled that either has someone give you a second chance or post a negative review and never come back and it that's that's as basic as it gets it it all comes down to impressions every impression has to be positive even if something goes wrong how the staff handle the situation and not say oh i don't know or let me call my manager over no it's about taking care of the customer
1: Right. Right. And at the very least, I think when you do that, they'll go, you know, post, take a picture and if your food's fantastic and your service is fantastic, chances are someone is snapping a pic, putting it on Facebook, putting it on Twitter, Instagram, you know, whatever. And that's just free market.
0: And that's wow factor. That's another right. one of my mantras, and right. it all started with the food. We wanted every single plate in all of our restaurants to have, when you put a plate in front of a customer, no matter what it is, an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, you want the customer to say, wow, and pull out their camera phone and start snapping pictures. Mm-hmm. And then we said, well, why? It shouldn't stop with the food. The whole place should be about wow factor, the way the customer is treated by the staff, the vibe, the feeling of the place. We talked about our favorite place that just has that vibe. It's like it's all about wow. So think and about And how you
1: feel when you leave.
0: Absolutely. You got to create wow factor across your operation no matter what it is. Fast casual, full serve, hotel, lobby bar, whatever it is. So Yeah. Wow factor.
1: Wow factor and bingo.
0: So are we looking for wow factor tomorrow or something else? What are we looking for?
1: Yeah, I so I want to try a few new wines, so I'm hoping mm-hmm. they have some suggestions. Right. And some maybe interesting food. Some pairings would some be taste, great. Like, I could menu. just go in and order what I would normally order, mm-hmm. but I think tomorrow I'm really hoping they'll have some some suggestions that I'll try some things and pair some things that I wouldn't generally like. You're in I an think.
0: experimental mood tomorrow.
1: I am. It's sort of like having a personal shopper. Like, I want someone to guide me through that magical so, journey. And I'm hoping the timing is good, not too rushed, not too slow. Those are sort of my expectations. I don't want the music too loud. Last time, one of the last times I was there, the music was overpowering and it was hard to have a conversation. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. So those are, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for.
0: So we talked today about leading by example. We talked about empowering your staff. We talked about recognition. We talked about spirit. We talked about chemistry and just this magical experience. What else? What did we miss? We talked about bingo. Um,
1: well, I think all of those things are included in the Sales Stars program. So if anybody wants to learn more, I mean, you've talked about them a lot on different podcast sure. episodes. There's also a ton of free mm-hmm. blog posts and things. Exactly. But if somebody wants to implement this, they can go over. I think-
0: The turnkey. Well, yeah. There's this turn is, is airing in
1: February. So, I think right now the Sales Stars program is still 40% off. I don't know how long that's going to last. Right. It's and a holiday We special. added the fast casual version as well. So, I think if they want to learn more and they want to execute some of this stuff, they can head over to Restaurant Mark Stars and um, click on staff training. Well, that's maybe, good.
0: maybe our yeah. experience tomorrow night will be a future episode. We'll see, depending know, on yeah, how it we'll goes. We'll
1: report back. I hope that it's good. I hope that both for our sake and their sake, not that we'll mention any names, but. Um actually if it's good we'll mention.
0: Definitely. Who they are. Right. Absolutely. When we have a something
1: when we have a negative teaching we try not to call anyone out on that but Exactly. Yeah, we'll report back on how it went. I'm excited. Anything else? No, I think that's good. I'm good.
0: Well, that's the Restaurant Rockstar's podcast. Thanks for joining us and
1: we'll see you again. Bye everybody.